I'm Jill. And I'm Ash. And you're listening to Motor Mouthed Mamas. Mamas. Okay, so we're flying by the Tipsy and again, we are <laughs> we are going to talk about school. Yeah, school and COVID. School and COVID, because some kids are going back to school. I know in Arizona we go early. We go like the first week of August, right? The second week of August. Yeah. No, so I think it's the first week of August. Is it? Yeah. So yeah. my my daughter is going back. In August, but it's like the end of August. Ashley's in California. I'm in California, Southern California. So they go back in the end of August, um, at least for Brooklyn School District. I remember when I used to go back to school, and it was the after Labor Day. It was always like the seventh or yeah, it was like after it was like after Labor Day or Mm -hmm. it was in September. What happened to the those times? Good times. Good times. But anyway, um, we all know how school went with COVID. And I know you guys don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Sorry, we're bringing it up. But you know what? We see you getting through this summer. We getting. saw that you you did yep. it. You did the dang thing. You did it. And some of you might have had a better experience than others. And some might have had horrible experiences with COVID in school. I know with Brooklyn, she when COVID hit, she was in preschool. Yeah. And so it was 2020, you know, March and... One day I'm bringing her, and then the next they're mm-hmm. telling me I can't. The next you just, I think the hard thing for kids was that they couldn't see their friends. They couldn't see their friends. They did, the uncertainty was like just, yeah, it was like really weird, the uncertainty of things. Yeah, and I remember Brooklyn's preschool teacher would bring by stuff for them to do. They'd bring by little treats and things to make them feel better but yeah like we we did just it was like within the same week like she would go I think it was Monday Wednesday Friday and we would go we went Monday and Wednesday and then Friday she couldn't and it was like the weirdest thing and I was like well looks like I'm gonna try to homeschool my preschooler for the last little bit and that went horribly because (laughs) Brooklyn and I just would butt heads so I just I she well her teacher gave her like little pages to work on so we did that with her and then mm-hmm. we just did what we could we did what we felt like was um what she could handle but yeah that that whole uncertainty her not being able to see her friends her not being able to see her teacher like it was really it was rough it was rough and we had to rely on like our neighbors to keep us sane because oh yeah social interactions were it was minimal like we kept it minimal between even our neighbors at one point and our family so at one point we just were barely doing anything and then you know eventually the neighbors were like you know we're fine we're we're doing okay we're not sick we kind of all just made this like packed that like we're gonna all hang out on our little cul-de-sac block and that, you know, we'll keep be, our bubble small, keep our bubble small. We'll always sanitize, you know, it started off like that. And then, um, you know, then we were, we had friends that were willing to see us more, but still it was during the school years, that little bit of the school year. Um, well, can we talk for a second about how COVID is still very different in California than it is 
in other places. It's very different. I feel like it's way more, like, they're more strict about things here for whatever reason. Um, I'm not going to point the finger, but we just have some, you know, leaders in our government <laughs> that like to have a little bit of power, and I feel like they're abusing that, but that's beside the point. <laughs> um... I think it's different. It has looked different across the board. It has looked really. different, even with every county, mm-hmm. every county, and every like mm-hmm. North Cal- Northern California versus Southern California. It's just like it's weird. I don't and I don't understand. And so the way that it is, it has affected school. Yeah, it has affected school. It's it's affected how school districts run things, and not just our young kids, but teachers, teachers. And yeah, we see you. all of the teachers that had to completely rearrange how they taught. Yes. Right? You know, going from being in the classroom to having to pack it up, clean virtual. It. Yeah, pack it up or clean everything and then do it virtually and have to figure out how to do that with, you know, 20, 30 something students. Yeah. I know quite a few educators in California that it looked very different. Well, I I have multiple brother-in-laws that were um, educators in California. I have one in California, one in Utah. Yeah. We know educators in Arizona and how it looks just different across the board. Yeah, absolutely. And also, depending on the grade. Yeah. Depending on the grade. My sister-in-law is a high school teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she just did everything from home. And... You know, getting a high schooler to pay attention on a on a Zoom call, it mm-hmm. was very difficult. It's the same with elementary school kids. Like, you know, you had to have a parent sometimes checking in to make sure like I would check in on Brooklyn, make sure she was paying attention and yeah. but yeah, it's just it's very different, like not being able to physically teach. And then once Brooklyn did go and you know, started kindergarten, you know, last year and it was all virtual and it wasn't until let's see like wasn't until like april that she actually i think april like end of april that she was able to go back in person yeah they had to still wear masks the whole time they had to social distance i know arizona will not be doing a mask enforcement when they go back to school when the children go back to school they they will be in la county here in LA County, they will be having children wear masks again, which I am not super thrilled about. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I get there's that Delta variant, that new strain, and I understand that's, you know, that's an issue for some people, and I understand like, that's not something to be taken lightly, but I feel like and this is not a stance on vaccinations. You know, you choose to be vaccinated. Great. If you don't want to be vaccinated, I don't care. It's up to you. But yeah. I feel like with the with the amount of people that are vaccinated, it shouldn't be as big of an issue as it used to be. Yeah. Knowing that we have people that are vaccinated, the spread, it shouldn't spread as much. Right. I, at least in my opinion, it shouldn't spread as much. I'm not saying it's completely eradicated. It's still going to be there. But at this point... I don't think it's something that we have to be as panicky about. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you can't be worried about it. I'm not saying that you can't try to, you know, protect your children and your family because absolutely, like, yes, you should be doing that. 
but it's just a lot of fear going on still, I feel like. And that's not always a great way. It's not a great way to base life off of. Yeah, no. So I just hope that this school year, this 2021 school year goes, goes better. And I do feel like the kids kind of have an idea now what it's going to be like to go back in person um, with masks. And I feel like overall, even if they have to wear masks going back to school, at least they're in person. At least they get that interaction. Right. right. They get to go to recess. Um, you know, they kind of even, they even modified recess. They didn't get to play in the playground, but they did have balls. They had chalk. They had bubbles. They had other, they had other things for them to keep them occupied and to give them that break, you know? Yeah. So I do know that. And then I do remember Brooke, it was literally like, I want to say like the last like maybe week or two of school that they got to finally go on the playground, but they alternated days. Oh yeah. So yeah. like the kindergarten side had their own little playground. And so they would alternate days with, with what classes like, so Brooklyn's class and another class would go on Monday. And then um, the two other kindergarten classes would go on Tuesday. So they would like all stagger, stagger so that not all of them were out. Yeah. At once. And so I remember when she was like, Mom, I got to play on the playground today. And she was just so excited. And then you're excited for her. Yeah. Because you're yeah. like, yeah, you get to experience like what school should have been from the yeah. beginning, you know, and had COVID not happened. And yeah. so I at least, you know, they'll be able to go back in person. And I'm grateful for that. Now the mask thing, it's whatever at this point. Like if you're going to wear a mask, you're going to wear a mask. But at least you get to go in person. You get to meet your teacher in person. You get to make friends. So, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to see the positive side of it. Yeah. I was going to say there's a lot of positives, I think, for me, like just viewing it as a parent even. Yeah. Um, sitting back and watching Dylan be online and like hearing in the background what he's learning and yeah. what's being taught in the classroom yeah. is an experience that I don't think I would have had had COVID not happened. Very true. Very and true. me, I am not a teacher. And right. so for me... Seeing how much work and how much effort the teachers put into their yes. lessons and their planning and what they teach the kids, even at basic kindergarten level, yes. because, you know, Dylan is in kindergarten, Brooklyn is in, was in kindergarten as yeah. well. Seeing that, hearing that, knowing what goes on in the classroom and mm-hmm. what kind of, you know, mischief they get up to, yeah. too. It gives you a whole new, like, perspective, a yes. whole new, like, appreciation. Yes. Because I already knew, like, teachers work hard, right? Yes. Like, you already know that. They have to pay for a lot of things out of pocket mm-hmm. if they don't get certain supplies that they need. Yes. But then seeing them on the computer and, like... The amount of dedication. The amount of dedication and how you have to constantly redirect. I mean, it's hard enough to do that in person, but have to do that online. And I... I've talked to I talked to Brooklyn's preschool teacher or um, kindergarten teacher, and she was like, "I have all these little squares I have to like constantly keep <laughs> an eye on, an eye on, and you know if someone has to go to the bathroom, I have to make sure that I can get to them fast enough." And so they did like a signal that if you had to go to the bathroom, they did like a an X with their arms, oh nice, so that it was kind of like, "Hey, like I'm here, I need to go to the bathroom," and so that way kids weren't constantly unmuting themselves to say I need to go to the bathroom. Yeah. So it's kind of like the way of raising their hand with it being more obvious. So yeah, like having to just do that, like trying new things and yeah. Yeah, it was well, definitely and then it was I think it was nice 
to have. I feel like I had just a little, little smidgen more of my kids' youth. Yeah, like I had I had Dylan home. Yeah, and you know, school didn't last as long in the beginning when they were on Zoom. Right, and it was just I had I had him and his cute little <laughs> innocence for just that smidgen bit longer. Yeah, you know, despite the circumstances of the world being in chaos around us, it was something special that I I knew I wouldn't want to give up. But it was I not to say it wasn't hard. It, it was, was super hard in the thick so of it. So hard. Super yeah. Hard. I had like a little bitty baby. Mm-hmm. I had another kid that also needed my attention and a kindergartner who was trying to be online. Yeah. It was quite difficult, but it was also something really precious that I don't think I'd trade for the world. I agree with you because I mean, it was super hard and I've already learned from this experience that I am not meant to be a homeschool mom. <laughs> um, it was just a lot, but I, it was nice to like, see when Brooklyn got something like if she was struggling with a certain like topic or struggling with a certain aspect of school and to see her finally grasp it and finally like improve at it and she'd be like mom guess what I finally know how to do this so it was like something that I really enjoyed was like watching her learn learn and being able to hear and I really got to just see her improve like with her reading and her math, like I got to see her improve like before my eyes because I was listening and I was being there. You know, you don't you don't always see what's going on. You they, they send you you know papers to do at home, but you don't really see them in class and all the improvement that they are doing until you they come home and all of a sudden they're starting to read and they can do this and you're like oh my gosh, right? So it was nice having that a little bit of aspect of school at home. To kind yeah. of be like, oh, so this is what you're learning. This is how this works. This is great. Like, it's nice to, like, be there. So, yeah, yeah I get that. I do get that. Yeah. Going into this next year, what do you think we can take away from last year? Um, Just I, for me, I still am going to keep my expectations low. Like, I'm not going to try to get my hopes up. Because with COVID, that's all I did. Like, I kept, the, you know, I kept thinking – Okay, we're only going to be in this for a little bit. Yeah. It's only going to last Same. for a few weeks, I and then we'll be back. Yeah. You know, like I had, I had my hopes up. Yeah. Constantly, and then my hopes would get shattered. You know, every time, and then it, I would tell my kids, "Oh, don't worry, it's only for a few weeks." And then a few weeks would go by, and we would still have to be home, and we'd still wouldn't be able to go to school, and we still couldn't interact with various people and they were constantly asking when's coronavirus going to end and I I couldn't give them an answer and that was the hardest part because I was like guys we're just going to have to tough it out as long as we need to I don't know when this is going to end now and we still don't know and I just at one point was like I, I can't give them an answer so I'm just going to do my best to make the best of what we have what we've got in front of us and I think I'm just going to try to keep my expectations low and I'm not really going to tell them yeah it's almost over yeah it's you know because you can't I mean they little kids they don't understand yeah they I mean they know now like that they can see certain friends and that we can hang out with certain people because of you know they chose to be vaccinated we chose to be vaccinated so we are fine with spending time with those friends, but I am going to have to explain to her, like, 
yeah, there are times where you're going to have to wear your mask still, depending on who you're with, depending on where we go. Um, and luckily, Brooklyn's really good about wearing her mask. Hunter, on the other hand, is not. Um, <laughs> it's very hard to get. Well, that's wear. the other thing too is I, I think we talked about how just I mean it's so different and five and up I think is in Arizona and then three and up in California. Three and up and Hunter's three and a half and I. I feel like sometimes it's too hard for my son to just wear a mask. He doesn't quite like, he doesn't really like anything on his face, on his head. And mm-hmm. it's one of those things where I'm like, he's got this. I, I mean, it's not diagnosed. It's not anything. But I'm like, he's got to have some type of like sensory processing thing. Because it's like anything on his face, anything that's near his head. He's like, please, I don't want it there. I don't like it. And it's something that I don't want to have to force him to do but I I mean I always try to encourage it and if he says no or if he puts it on and takes it off it's just something that I'm like I tried I tried <laughs> yeah. you know yeah so yeah. I mean I just I think with this next school year I'm just going to try to keep my expectations low and just try to be or go with the flow as I can be but also try to be as helpful as I can, like with the teachers now, you know, knowing now what they've had to go through. Yeah. So just kind of just being as low expectations, you know, being, being aware. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I can really say. Cause I don't, don't know how this school year is going to go. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we wanted to um, ask you guys, what what did school look like for everybody else in other places? Yeah. Did you have to um, be virtual and how long were you virtual? And then when if you did go back in person, was ma- wearing masks a big thing? Did it last for a long time? Not a long time? Just let us know what it looked like for you because I'm pretty sure it was different from, from me in California. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, go ahead and go to our Instagram at Motormouth and Mama Podcast, or you can send us an email at motormouthandmama at gmail.com. And thank you so much for listening to this episode. Good luck with your school year. Good luck with your school year. <laughs> Pray, say a little prayer <laughs> if that's your jam. If that's what you do. Or good vibes. Good vibes out into the world. Yes. Meditate. Good juju. All that. All Just the zen. All the good things. The Palo Santo. <laughs> all the things. All the things. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, keep listening. And we will keep motor mouth. Motor mouth.